What's going on? Eh? Bree? Buddy? You've got the car board coaches here with your boy, Coach Co. I'm a sports car cartel. I promise. I promise it's the sports car cartel here. Unless they clone me. I don't know. And if that opener didn't didn't summarize sports card cartel, I don't know what does. <laughs> that was a summary. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Team, um, I'm very excited to have you back. Uh, this is going to be fun. Some pretty big news has happened in the hobby this week. And as always, we would like to discuss it. We're going to start off with uh, news that you actually said is like news, but not news. And that's interesting. And we'll get into that. Um, you actually posted the the squirrel meme um, of uh, the squirrel at, I think it was at the Yankees game, wasn't it? Oh, well, thank you for taking note of my... Of course, of course. It, it made me, it made me laugh. Cartel sometimes posts. It made me laugh. So it was ba- the meme was basically just like everyone amazed at this squirrel. They were and the, like squ- this. the squirrel was just doing squirrel things. So the reason why I mentioned this in this story is because PWCC uh, has been struggling recently. Um, they haven't They've made it aware without making it aware, if that makes sense. They've let go of a bunch of staff. Their shipping times have increased exponentially. Uh, There's a lot of people that are not really happy with the service right now. And lo and behold, Fanatics swoops in, buys them up. So Fanatics has just purchased PWCC, which means essentially that they now have um, a massive marketplace to sell sports cards on. People buy, uh, buy and sell sports cards. Now, I don't think anyone was surprised that Fanatics was going to acquire an auction house. I think that people are probably surprised at how quickly it happened and how big the one they were able to acquire was. Now, of course, it was a perfect storm because PWCC was apparently over leveraged uh, due to some of the loans that they, they handed out for the evaluations of the cards in early 2021 uh, when car prices were through the roof. So apparently that had a lot to do with it. And did when people, know? and when, did sorry, you know they were doing that. Uh, yeah, it was, com- I mean, I, I don't I know. Doing, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't yeah I mean, I know a few people, but um, the, uh, so basically what was happening is like people would take a loan out on a card. Let's say it was worth $20,000 and you know, you get $20,000 and you spend that money essentially. And the card is no longer worth that. So you're like, I'm, and I can't afford to pay that, that loan off. And so PWCC was stuck with this card that is now worth, let's say, $4,000. So they lent out 20, person can't afford to pay, and they're, they're, lent, they're, they're stuck with this four. And that happens so many times that they just kind of got shafted. Um, and, you know, it kind of references where we were in the market at that time. I mean, you do remember how many people were like, providing like loans it was actually i mean there's there's one gentleman that's kind of disappeared off the face of the earth and i i i joke about this sometimes but like where is eddie that's the best card porn post in a long time i suggest everyone run over to the comment section i i suggested eddie may be in negotiations with uh fanatics as we speak for all we know but you can can you just please take a moment and realize just how funny all of this is, how absurd it, it was that we got to the point in the uh, the bull market where people were giving out loans at the highest point, and and then the chicken comes home to roost. Is it the rooster comes home to roost? Is it no, the chicken? No. I think it's. I a don't chicken. know. I think it's the chicken. No. All I know is the prices of eggs are going up, Coach Co. But the reality is um, that to me is. The most comical and symbolic element of what we just went through the, the past couple of years. But God knows what happened to Eddie. Uh, I don't want to say I miss Eddie, but we're live. I'm a big fan of absurdity. And sometimes the hobby needs absurdity. But getting back to the. Uh, can I, one uh, second, can I touch upon something? Like, I know it sounds crazy, like in hindsight, that like people were taking loans out. But at the same time, like we were uh, under the assumption, and for those of you who are listening audibly, I just did some air quotes, that sports cards were now an asset class. I mean, there was many people comparing sports cards to stocks 
and why sports cards are the, the better option, for instance. And it, I mean, you kind of start seeing why there's holes in that argument. Now, there's still always going to be people that are, you know, they would much rather buy and hold a sports card versus a stock. And maybe some of that has to do with knowledge. And that's cool. You know, some of that has to do with the fact that, like, I know more about this player or this sport or this specific card or this specific set. And I'm willing to, like, bet on that versus, you know, a, a, a company that I don't really know much about theoretically speaking. Um, but, you know, it was, there were supposed to be asset classes, right? And that's kind of how a lot of them were marketed. I mean, sports card investing was like a, that was a thing. Card investor. That, that Invest was a, a card. That was a thing, right? So like, it's not crazy to think that people would take out loans on those investments, right? I mean, you, yeah, a, well, a, a house is an investment. You, you, you can take a loan on your house, you know? So I... Patrick Ryan out there smacking people's bills of, the, of their hats as they're handing out loans and trying to speak sense and logic and all of this. The conversation about cards being an asset class and an investment, I just, I, it's painful. I just, I'm usually a bystander watching like people that get way too intense about it that have backgrounds in finance or this, that, or the other thing. Um, it's a type of investment. You start to use terms like asset class to what? To feel better about yourself or to justify something that doesn't matter to me. It is a type of investment. We've talked about how it can be an enjoyable investment versus just a kind of a cold, you know, run-of-the-mill routine investment. Um I do believe there are elements of the hobby, quote unquote, which encompasses memorabilia, cards, comics. If you're good at it, you there are elements that are absolutely um, solid and reliable in many cases investments. The people that were prepared when 2020 hit and made the most of it, and that's important, made the most of it because there are plenty that didn't. There are plenty that just thought that this wave was going to ride forever. I'm sure you know coach co because i know a couple people that really should have taken advantage of that of that moment in time and they didn't how many people took advantage of the 60k bitcoin that moment in time uh, i'm sure a lot did but let's talk about the ones that didn't right but anyway um i i was not fully aware that pwcc was involved in that i'm not surprised to hear that they are an auction house they probably have some of those options and elements right they got vaulting yep. loans for people you can just, you know, stack your cash with them as a means of not getting money. You can have, do all sorts of tax yeah. manipulations. Okay, yeah, that's all available. Um, the squirrel, you said it best. The squirrels were doing what squirrels do, and these guys were like flabbergasted that the squirrel was squirreling around. And PWCC does what PWCC does. And they PWCC around, and Fanatics is fanaticking around. Um. I just kind of thought to myself, we knew that they'd be scooping all these elements. Remember when it, was, it wasn't very long ago, Nat Turner was the one collecting the gemstones yeah. of, 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 of the, uh, the, whatever, the infinity stones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now, now it's uh, Fanatic's turn. Now it's uh, Ruben's turn to collect some gemstones and see where everything falls into place. It's kind of intense. These are big, these are big dollars and big companies you got to think someone might fall by the wayside or, uh, you know, or is there enough space in all of these elements for all of these companies? That'll be interesting to see how it pans out. It's no secret. The cartel is not a huge fan of PWCC, just even on a, on a basic level of doing business with them. And if I want to do business with them and what the quality of the service was when I did do business with them and the fact that they reached out to me and instead of talking to me, about the service and about how to improve or their operations. They were more concerned about being a concierge for purchasing one. Um, just that on a basic level. So you gotta hope that with the purchase by fanatics, they're gonna go from the top down and figure this out. Like you said, apparently the shipping times are faster. Maybe they're actually gonna put slabs in a protective bag. Maybe they're 
not going to put stickers directly on slabs and maybe they won't have slab frisbee for lunch during the week in the office i'm i'm willing to see how that goes of course um i want things to 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 turn out well i question it though if they do keep the infrastructure in general outline of what pwcc is right now i just wonder it's going to be business as usual just on a bigger scale with a little bit of faster shipping are the people running it really passionate about the hobby are they in touch with the hobby do they have to be i think they should on some degree i think the people who are really passionate about this stuff coach co are not really going to be heard or involved that's just a, a suspicion i have right otherwise they would have wanted to talk a little bit more with someone like myself who for decades has been involved in the hobby I've, i'm an ebay top rated 100 seller i mean that means something it means i'm doing something right when it comes to service and i have ideas about it and I'm on the ground level. Talk to me about that a little bit. Um, or go with the guys with like, I don't know, what are they, masters in finance and business and stuff? Like, see how that's been going for them. They got down to an evaluation or a valuation that made sense for fanatics, right? They're smart. So, I mean, the timing and all that seems to check in for me. Um, I'm certainly willing to see how it all plays out, how it all pans out. You're saying that the timing for them being bought checks in. Like, I think, I yeah. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know. I Fanatics took over tops maybe a year ago, maybe less. And I just, I don't know if I anticipated things to move as quickly as they did. Like Fanatics has since acquired, like we, we've seen them buy like NHL merchandising. Uh, I mean, so again, that's not for another few years, but like set themselves up there. Uh, yep. They've, you know, I, 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 if I had to, or they just, they just created a, a, a betting department. I don't know why it's so difficult for me to get up. They just created like a, a betting department and they've, they've acquired another piece for that. So like we knew this was coming, but I just, again, I don't think I realized how quickly they were about to move. Yeah, and seeing it happen almost on a weekly basis, and you know, I actually talked about this before. Like, I don't know if because Michael Rubin has so many connections, if if this information is just like jammed down our throats because he has like a few media outlets that like we all kind of like uh, connect with or or resonate with or whatever, right? Like, you're seeing a lot of sports card articles now on ESPN. I mean, that obviously means he's got a connection at ESPN. Do you know what I mean? Like, so stuff like that, right? Like where before maybe whoever was buying those or acquiring or, or starting a new company or business or whatever the case may be, they don't really have that kind of media access or availability that yeah. Michael Rubin has. Right. So like he has the ability to kind of like have you in the funnel and keep you in that funnel. And so you're just con constantly being fed information about like how great fanatics is like acquisitions have been, and how, like how and you're just like almost overwhelming. You're like, holy shit, like every week there's like a new acquisition. Do you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it, it's just interesting to think about like that. Like I'm I'm like, is it is it just because you're in the that, that funnel that you're just being fed this information constantly? And, and it's not, not to take anything away that's what, uh, from what's happening right now. Like Fanatics is building. You know, it's, it looks like feels like an empire, you know, uh, yeah. in the in the sports space in general you know yeah. and, and you notice you know all the all the bigger like news feed type of instagram accounts we're all reporting it at the same time like very similar you know very similar fashion to mainstream media getting out a message uh we saw like in in perfect harmony we saw all of that come together of course and yeah i noticed this past week even on mma junkie which is uh not by by no means my favorite but my uh one of the uh, MMA outlets out there uh, published an article on the top UFC collectibles that had sold on eBay. And I found that to be really weird. It's not something that they've done before. And it looks like it's going to be a recurring article. Um, so yeah, you're, which is, this is all good, by the way, right? Like there's, there's a part of me that's like really been leaning towards golden just in terms of the way, I see the company being outside of, of this fanatics whirlwind and the 
the, the, the elements of King of Collectibles on Netflix being just so positive for the hobby. I, I want all those good things to be stirred up and happening, getting it uh, mainstream. I guess one of the elements that I have to grapple with that a lot of people that have been in the space a long time are going to have to grapple with is the fact that it's going to continue putting out our hobby to a new entrance. And you get concerned about the way they're going to be treated, the experience they're going to have, because the next wave of entrance is really important. If you think about it, if you're, if you're intelligent about your investments, your very legitimate investments, in my opinion, and how, and what's going to happen with them and what's going to happen with the market. Uh, so there's like something intrinsic in me that I want to make sure these, these people have a good experience. And there's some elements of, and it just goes to show with the pieces that PWCC are choosing to put together for their particular puzzle. Fanatics. Yeah. Uh, sorry, fan, Fanatics. Yeah, yeah. PWCC being one of those puzzles. That's correct. Reasons. You know, there's there's all these issues and baggage attached to them that come with it. Show bidding it affects people on a multi-stage basis. And we're yeah. just going to gloss. We're going to ultimately gloss over some of these elements and talk about the bigger picture. Again, getting back to the idea that we want to see what the next steps are, how it's going to play out, and are we not going to have business as usual? Um, and that kind of leads us to talking about Panini, right? I would imagine. And yeah, I mean, there's a few things I want to cover really quickly. Is like Absolutely. Golden is also owned by collectors, collectors, right? So like I know that we were marketed like Golden is just a mom and pop shop, and it was for like a long time. And... Um, but now, I mean, they're owned by collectors as well, right? And if you recall, when they acquired by collectors, people were like, "Oh, this is a conflict of interest. Like, they're going to grade your cards, and then they're going to like they're going to want to they're going to want those grades to be higher, and so they they're going to go directly to auction with golden auctions." And uh, not to say any of this stuff does or does not happen, but you know, I, anytime there's change, there's going to be some sort of like I mean, no one's ever going to be accepting of change, right? Uh, so I think the best thing we can do and and kind of what I got most from your post was that like we can speculate all we want, but it doesn't mean shit. Like, because you just have to wait and see what happens, right? Like we can be like, Oh, this is great news. Or I think this is going to happen. Or I'm worried about this. And like, those are all legitimate. Like those are feelings and, and you're allowed to have those and opinions and you're allowed to have those. But at the end of the day, I mean, the squirrels just, it's just there, you know, like it's just running across that, that, so I, yes, we can freak out or we can just accept it for what it is. And that's like fanatics bought this company and nothing's really happened yet. So when it does, then we can start talking. But for now it's, I mean, nothing's really changed except for the fact that the, the stripping times were atrocious before. And yeah. now they're working at getting them back to five, five days. I think that they said very soon. So by the way, it's the novelty too that I, I get it's the novelty. Um, let's say let's say you've used PWCC and you've had a great experience. Or like or like let's say your buddy works at PWCC, you have some sort of positive attachment with PWCC. This is cool. This is big news. They got acquired by a large company. Um, or maybe you are someone who wants to see PWCC improve and you're excited that Fanatics has picked them up. They probably picked them up at a bargain and you're maybe excited to see that company make improvements. There's, I get the novelty of the fact that fanatics is out there acquiring things. Like we're going to freak out when they acquire a grading company. I agree. I agree. A platform like that to sell on. That'll be interesting. Well, I mean, would they not use PWCC as the platform now that it's built? There you go. Possibly. Right? So PWCC like, becomes its own eBay competitor. They rub their hands together. It's a business. And yeah, right. Like it's all, it already has an app. It's a business. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't they? You know, I mean, the only difference is eBay has a bunch of individual sellers, and PWCC is like a one giant consigner. I mean, technically, eBay is a giant consigner too, but like, I can't list something on PWCC from my house. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I guess maybe, that, that's maybe what how day, maybe one day you will. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of listing things on eBay, people are in a in a in a tizzy over something that was listed on eBay this week. It was the story goes a it was a one of one 
2017 rookie logo man of Jason the Tatum. The only, only one. Logo man autograph of Jason Tatum and Lonzo Ball. It was redeemed on time. It was redeemed, I think they said four years ago. And they posted a screenshot of this thing. It still says that it's pending. So like it says in progress. And the gentleman who posted that, who who was the one who submitted that redemption, uh, one of his friends sent him a completed listing on eBay of that exact card, of the card he's been waiting four years for. And I think it ended up selling for like $30,000 or something of that nature. I think that the price is, I mean, it's not really relevant, but I mean, it is kind of relevant because like that's $30,000 that this guy doesn't have. I don't know what his financial situation is like. Or maybe he really wanted the card. But at the end of the day, that's $30,000 that's sitting in like in progress and has been for the last four years. Imagine if he had gotten back at the height, the height of the pandemic, because um, we don't know how long this thing's been floating around for. Jason Tatum was a popular guy during the pandemic. Lonzo Ball, while Jeff Wilson was pumping this man's tires to the moon, was a popular guy during the pandemic. So, I mean, had that thing been returned to him, when it was supposed to be, and I, God knows what when that's supposed to, that would have been. Um, but if if the stars aligned, I mean, this is, I thirty thousand dollars is no joke. But like, it could have been significantly more than that, depending on how long this thing's been floating around out there. Now, there's a few things to touch on. Number one, how do we know that it's real? Uh, you asking the kind of rhetorical question there, right? I right, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I just straight up. It, it's you know, it certainly bleeds into the concept. Uh, we just need more information, don't we? Like from Panini, from the seller, just need some more info. It, it dumbfounds uh, me that like Panini doesn't have some sort of like customer service department. I mean, it reminds me. Of, <laughs> it reminds me of Beckett. It reminds me of Beckett early in the lockdown. It reminds me of Tops when their customer service line was down. Whereas we got to get info. We need that info because this is a huge issue. I'm all for the concept that the person ripping thousands of dollars of high-end Panini product is paying a portion for the fun of it, but let's get real. They're also trying to get hits that have been advertised and seeded into the product, and that's what they want to get. That's what they're chasing. Okay, so I mean... Yeah, it boils down to the, the most important element of why we buy a product. Well, it's uh, bad we enough. Know what's in there. You you outright asked the upper deck rep, uh, or I, if you didn't ask it, he said it. No, I did. The Bedard one of one would be in a hobby box, like transparency, um, information. You're letting us know what we're chasing, and that should dictate the price of the product too, right? And justify the price. Um. This is like terrible. Like it's not the, the, the leave it. The hobby will burn itself so often. It, it, it just does it for us. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's bad it's enough rough. that you have a redemption, right? Like, and, and that redemptions expire. Okay. That's bad enough. That's like awful enough, actually. Cause like, I mean, we, we, you, you buy sealed product and ima imagine one day you just decide to open one of those things and you get the hit, which you've done actually. And you, you I've pulled the expired redemptions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you pull a massive card, a, a dream card, and you know it wasn't there. And so this person did pulled it. And again, I don't know if it's a dream card, but it's a big card. Redeems it's a big it, card and it was not. It was not expired. Redeems it on time, on time, and it still sits for four years or whatever it is. And and I mean, suspectedly, yeah, it's a huge problem. Suspectedly, it, it was backdoored. Most people believe that it's probably what happened. It's probably what happened. You know, like. I'm just going to do a quick aside. Go Coach Co, just get it in there. Go for it. Um, full of hot takes today. The grading. Um, it's it's like you have to have this awareness when human beings are involved. There are these new companies with the AI. I get it, but there's still human involvement. Whenever there's a human involved, there are human capabilities, and humans are capable of favoritism, nepotism, many isms. And it happens. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, there is a circle. And sometimes you're not in the circle. There's ways of touching upon the circle. There are group submitters that will be favored. There will be 
friends that are favored. There will be all sorts of behind the door dealings. I'm not specifying any company. I'm, I'm speaking in generalities here because it's reality. If you don't want to live in reality, that's cool. I understand these days. If you want to just get away from it, that's fine. But you know, if you want to have, if you want to be involved in the discussion, you have to come in with, uh, with, with realism of of what goes on in the factories and what goes on here and there. We we have enough stories. We're not cardboard coach is not going to recount all the things that happen with all these different companies and then specify the companies. It happens all the time, and we just need. In this situation, we just need to hear from Panini, get their end of things. They're probably going to tell us there was a mistake. I don't know. I'd love to hear from the seller and figure this out. But yes, the assumption right now is this is a card that was backdoored. It gets people really upset. I can't do that anymore. I just, I can't get myself personally ramped up. It's enough. But there are people that get really ramped up about this and they just are going, they're jumping to the first conclusion which is it was backdoored. It's really unfair for this gentleman. I mean, and, he's he's threatened uh, to file a lawsuit, so it'd be very yeah. interesting to see if if he. Absolutely. It'd be very interesting to see if this thing like goes, you know, like. Yeah, and and it and it needs to it needs to filter into class action because that means that everyone that was ripping that product never even had a chance, doesn't it? Yeah. I, no, no, that's one hundred percent what it means. That's 100% yeah. what it is. And that's arguably the biggest hit in that product. Like from 2017, I mean, like Jason Tatum is the name in that product. And Lonzo Ball was the name. So like that is arguably, if it was pulled oh, on time, dude, that's... Lonzo the... Ball was the was the name at the yeah. time, more so than Tatum at, at the time. Yeah, he was definitely, I mean, it was up there, right? Like, so mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a very interesting situation. From, you know, ripping one product to ripping another, we had... The Dave and Adams bounty on the board. Now, I find it hilarious that it was marketed as like a million dollar bounty with yeah. like 9,000 asterisks. So we can talk about that, but they had I a. Still don't understand it, but I, I, I can help you. I can help you. I can help you. I can help you. So uh, David Adams had a million dollar bounty for a one-of-one one Drew Jones Superfractor autograph, which is the chase card in the most recent 2023 Bowman set. So they offer two. There's two options here. The first option, which is the easy, let's call it the easy option is they will, they claim to buy this card outright from you for $250,000. Come on, say quarter mil. It's so much quarter mil. Okay. More powerful. Excellent. Mil. I like I like seeing the numbers and all the zeros. So, but um, so for a quarter of a million dollars, they will buy this card off whoever pulled it. The second option is whoever pulled it has the option of keeping this card until Drew Jones gets inducted into the Hall of Fame as a position player. At which point, then they can sell that card to David Adams for a million dollars. But. I think that just that, breaks my brain. What, what do you want to know? What, what breaks your brain? I think that's the, I, I, anyone who's even considering that. That's one of those things I, where I get the publicity uh, and the marketing. It, it was just to say it was a million dollars. Do you know what I mean? That's all it was. Like, because they know no one in their right mind is going to take that offer. But let's, like, let's say if they do, let's say they're, they're, they're high on bath salts and they want to take that offer. I don't understand. So who's holding the card in the meantime? They are like the not, not not David Adams. Like I guess the like there's like so a, this person is then a non-verbal agreement. Maybe there's a written agreement. I don't know what the case may be. I mean, I assume there'll probably be like a like a signed it's document. Like, it's like a placeholder. Like, it's like yes. a placeholder. Yes. And like it, yes. he's gonna play a what fifteen year career plus retire and then and then have to be eligible for the Hall of Fame. So like let's say eighteen years, eighteen years maybe. 20 years what's going on with the economy at that point are we do we have a tail at that point 20 years from now you're gonna you get to collect a million dollars are we completely submerged at that point i don't know you know are we who's, on mars who's taking and that option is, who's taking that what option is, what is mars coin going for when we're in 2048 or 30 anyway so there was uh, a third option that we didn't really know about here pops the third option yes so 
on the post. So uh, fast forward, the card was pulled. Card was pulled in Ohio. I think it's Ohio, Ohio sports card shop or something of that nature. I'm sorry if I butchered it. Uh, I will do my best to have it in the comment section. Um, so regardless, it was pulled in Ohio and Drew Jones himself, the athlete on the card, commented on the post and said, let me get it or something of that nature. Let me get it. Yeah, let me get it. Get that. Which prompted people to start to wonder, you know, maybe we get into a little bit of a bidding war. There's already a $250,000 bounty here. Does the guy want to bet on himself and buy his own card for at least two fifty? Because that's the the bottom. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this: unless this guy already collects sports cards, there is a zero percent chance that he's about to drop two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a card of himself. Like Giannis was buying his cards when they were cheap. He was not spending millions or even $250,000 on his stuff. He was buying stuff at like $10,000, $20,000. Same thing with LeBron. Um, $10,000, $20,000, fine. Okay, for them, that's like chump change. That's like going to Starbucks for you and I. But $250,000, the guy hasn't even cracked the league yet. I just, I can't see a scenario. And not to mention, the people who think that there's going to be a bidding war here, I think David Adams is like already like kind of cringing that they have to drop $250,000 on this card. So you think that that they're going to up that bid? You're crazy. Yeah. He says, he says, let me get that. But then someone like one of his buddies gets at him and is like, bro, they're, they're that they're at 250 K and he's going to, yeah, that's cool. I, uh, whatever. I'll, I'll just get one of the purple ones. I mean, let's get real here. Um, at, at the end of the day, uh, he probably doesn't have any idea of just how ridiculous the hobby is unless there's maybe a collector on the team or in his life. Um, now, by the way, what I would put out there is if I'm the seller, you, you know, you might want to consider giving the athlete a deal because in my mind, I think depending on what your level of, uh, you know, this is someone apparently who didn't even have social media or an Instagram. It's probably a very level-headed, calm individual. But if they do want to get into a little bit of the circus, you're going to get more into a media circus if you actually say, you know what, I'll, I'll, sell, it to, I'll sell it to you, Drew, for 100K. And the potential benef- benefits of the coverage, the exposure, being involved, if you want to be involved, g- getting out to see a game, maybe spending some time with Drew, could be advantageous to that person if that's what they're into. Um, that's the only thing I'd put out there. Other than that, if it's just cold, cold cash that they're looking to get, yeah, you'd be hard-pressed to imagine anyone offering more than $250,000 for a prospect one-of-one autograph. This isn't the Mike Trout. This isn't Vegas Dave's Mike Trout. There are so many pages right now on Instagram, like Simon's Lab and uh, Grotman, Grotman Cards, our good friend uh, Mitch, who we saw at the Expo, just pointing out the absurdity of the prospecting that's currently going on when you when you compare to guys in the in their respective leagues whether it's baseball or hockey that have championships mvps and they're not getting the numbers that the prospects are getting that's when things are a little out of whack that being said I just for remind- like two years man i'm like it doesn't make any sense to me doesn't doesn't make mind those guys that's how it goes in our hobby that's not necessarily a new thing thanks to the thanks to covid or thanks to uh, the, the the new world we're living in that's always kind of been a thing that's been irresponsible and irrational. It's always been a hobby. In fact, I think it's so ingrained in the hobby that it's, it's um, essential is not the right word for it, but like it's, it's just part of the hobby. Ridiculous prospecting is part of the hobby. We can talk about it till the, till the, the, the chicken comes home to roost is if the chicken does do that, I still don't know, but eventually there'll be a chicken coach coach. And it will roost. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I maybe entirely possible, but it, it's it's just you're right. I mean, prospecting is kind of crazy right now. You know, like it just doesn't make. I mean, I had Ken Ken read on last podcast, and and him and I were talking about. First of all, he says he doesn't collect like anything ultra modern, but his kids do, and you know, he's he talks about just it doesn't make any sense. You know, like some of these guys. 
he's looking through his awesome vintage collection and he's asking himself why a Ray Bork rookie is worth what it is versus a Kale McCarr rookie, right? That's what he's doing. And he's trying to wrap his head around it because he's using logic. Can't do that. You know, like, and and, and, and even as good as McDavid is, we talked about this too, it's like, as good as McDavid is, I mean, is he better than Mario Lemieux? Mario Lemieux has cups, you know, like it, it, it's like, how do you, how, how does the prices, how, but that's, I don't know. That's my two cents. It's part, look, it is a fun thing. It is part of, like I, like I said, it's part of what makes the hobby, the hobby. It is a fun thing. It is a part of the excitement. There's the hobby is a, is a living thing. There's an energy there. You felt it and you were in it in the expo. And part of that manic energy is prospecting and the thrills of prospecting but this is why we see wild fluctuations in the market when a player is on a hot streak or or anything of that nature and it does make it does make things exciting timing things right when you I mean, look at getting- matthew kachuk right now right like i mean yeah. matthew kachuk's prices and like people are like this is a no-brainer matthew kachuk's like top five player in the league top three player in the league i'm like well where was this five Five months ago, well, three months ago, or was this two months ago? As far as like 17, 18, and there were people speculating on Kinchuk. For sure, for and sure. Prices did, did did spike a little bit early. And then some people got frustrated because it didn't go anywhere. And then did you hold? Did you let go? How much did you hold? I let go too early of Matthew Kinchuk. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't the only one caught off guard by the big trade with, with Huberto uh, last year. So, but the people who held on to Matthew Kinchuk, it's their time in the sun. This is kind of, kind of the elements that make things exciting. I'm a Panthers guy. I'm deciding how much my collection I'm going to hold on to, what I'm going to move. Because I'd be silly not to. You would be. I. You want to. You're, the, you're come, the first person. You're the first person I thought of. It's like, what do you? What do we want to come confront me and tell me I'm not a true fan? What are we waiting I, for I'm here? Sorry, part of the reason why we're doing. I have my own business doing this sort of thing. But I'm, also, I'm, like, take take profits though. You know, like no matter what, like just like you have to, because like that it's the only thing that makes sense. Unless you're like swimming in cash, like. Just take profits because like, I'm sure that unless the stuff that you're selling is like just not possible to, to, to reacquire, like it's entirely possible that the Panther stuff will never be as hot as it is today. Do you know what I mean? It's like even possible, but even with, stuff will never be even with all these accolades, like even though, even if they win, like you wait a year or two years, the blue, like look at the blue stuff. The blues had a wonderful run. It's back down to normal. So if you, if you sold at peak, you could have essentially bought back double three times, maybe even nicer stuff. And yeah. I'm not saying that anyone should do that, but like yeah. it's it, it's a great way to ensure that you still kind of get something back, regardless of what happens moving forward. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a I'm still I'm still a Blues fan and a Bennington fan, even if I sold half my Bennington cups at prices that 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 card has not sniffed in the last couple of years. That's just smart business. That's just doing the right thing can we talk about smart business i mean i want to talk about smart business it's potentially smart business so beckett recently got a new ceo this is something that the hobby including the cardboard coaches have been talking about for so damn long they've had so many missteps one of the biggest issues has been or, or vocalized is that they had someone in a role that didn't know about the hobby, didn't know much about cards, was a business guy, right? Um, his first order of business was the VHS stuff that I think still has less than a thousand followers on Instagram. And that's not to measure success by by any means. Um, but it just seems like it hasn't truly gotten off the ground or gotten that head of steam. Uh, they hired Kevin Isaacson was apparently a long-time hobby, I want to say, not entrant, but a guy who pulls a lot of strings behind the scene. He's got connections with eBay, um, as well as the Donruss brand, so helping build both of those. And uh, apparently brings a lot of experience. And my biggest question is, without having too much knowledge about him, is actually not necessarily even about him, but like everyone was asking for this. Why hasn't anyone talked about the fact that a company listened to, I mean, the company is a really bad customer or like not really bad, but not great customer service, 
terrible in terms of like social media coverage for the most part. Recently, it's kind of picked up, whatever. But at, at the very least, you got to say that they're trying here. And I think that, you know, they're trying to to bring back the collectors. They're trying to reinvigorate collectors with Beckett. And I, I just found it fascinating that nobody wanted to talk about this. True. I mean, yeah, there was relative silence given all the other hobby news. You saw it pop up here and there. I I certainly was one of the, you know, one of the people posting stories saying that if anything's going to change, it will start from the top, cleaning house, so to speak. Uh, I see it. I get it. I saw it. I'm, I'm not a news site. I'm not a news reporter. I don't think we're investigative journalists or anything. Are we even journalists? What is the world we live in anymore? But at the end of the day, uh, I recognize that they're trying. I'm, again, just like this whole fanatic scenario, what I'm saying is I'm not, I'm not shocked that they have a new CEO. I'm not shocked that Fanatics is going out, acquiring the, uh, the Infinity Stones. What I'm saying is, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see how it plays out. Um, there is a degree of, I think, exhaustion from people when it comes to Beckett. That's a real thing that the psyche is exhausted when you keep doing bizarre movements and marketing it and then pulling back on it at the last second. Um, this one was a little bit even more stretched out than the previous one about changing the slab. Now it's like, and, and, and uh, not, not giving the auto grades. That was relatively quick. This one with the changing the entire system was very drawn out, very stressful for some people. It was stressful for me. I had sleep, I had sleepless nights because of a grading company. I don't know if that says something about the hobby or about myself and priorities, but like a little bit of both. I, I had sleepless nights over what the hell was going on with the subgrade situation. So that's a real thing in the hobby for us is mental exhaustion when it comes to some of these companies. It's just like, you know what? Like, let's see what you can do. If you're really taking this seriously and you really want to make a change, I mean, obviously PSA went ahead and took on someone who is a collector. Again, I, I love talking about Nat Turner's secret history. He was like a, like a, a reptile collector. And I, and I, and I, I like that kind of thing. He, this, this guy was a collector of many things, but anyways, I don't know too much about the new Beckett guy. Um, yes, they responded. It's this kind of thing though. Like if, like slaps and kisses. Like if they're giving us a peck on the cheek every once in a while, they still slapped me. Still stings. Uh, you're gonna get, have to give me a little bit more than the peck on the cheek. You know what I'm saying? So we uh, we we sit back and we see how it goes, right? I mean, like, I think they have a memorial say Memorial Day sale. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, you know, this is probably the longest period of time, by the way, for the cartel to not have sent in a submission to Beckett. It used to be my go-to. And obviously, being uh, in close quarters now to submitters that send out to PSA and SGC, it's so much easier for me now. Yeah. And obviously, I've been experimenting with SGC. I am going to tell you that Experiment Coach Co. may be coming to a bit of a slow roll from its initial uh, speed. Um, and I do want to get back to Beckett when the time is right. But this is easily the longest period of time I've not sent in a, sub a submission to uh, Beckett. I think yeah. a nine five could be very advantageous, you know. Like, and I and I still buy nine fives. I'm not one of these people that's like I'm going to crack this out and resubmit it for a ten. Uh, although maybe I, I become that one day. Uh, but I'm like I'm okay with a nine five. I think that uh, you know, is there's a there's a time and place. I like. There I mean, I respect slabs. Beckett. I mean, some of my most expensive cards are in Beckett's labs, so I respect and, and Beckett. They're cool. They're they're good looking slabs. They, you, they, the one thing, the one thing I'll tell you, regardless of who grades hard, who grades easy, I'll expand on this hot take in a little bit. Co, if you, if you uh, if you entertain me, if you humor me, but yeah, it's beyond that conversation of it's all subjective, folks. There's not one grading harder, one grading easier, but consistency. We can at least look at that and feel that and observe that. And Beckett was always very consistent, like. You like to know what you're dealing with when you're sending things out. You like to see it acknowledged that the things you're looking out for were the things you should be looking out for. You like to see that consistency, whether it's all nines or all gems or whatever it is, you want to see the consistency. You don't want to see the overall. Can't do that. You cannot start doing this whole like 
you know, is PSA is easier on this, SGC is easier on this. You just want internal consistency. And I always saw that from Beckett back in the day. So they can very easily get my business back. They just have to do the right things, right? Well, yeah, I mean, imagine, I mean, everyone's got to be rooting for Beckett. I'm sorry. Like, just, it's such a big portion of people's collections that are in Beckett's labs. And like, imagine it, it just doesn't work out. Like, that, that would be a shit show. You know, what do you do with those afterwards? Like, do you, imagine in 10 years time, someone like you hand someone a Beckett's lab and they're like, what is that? I don't even know what that company that, is. That is a huge, you know? that's a real thing. Right? That's like, yeah, it real. is. Yeah, of course like, it is. What, what, what happens in the scenario when they go under? I mean, Look, if Fanatics didn't pick up PWCC, they may have gone under, right? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Or just, or maybe some other auction house just comes in, scoops them up as, as a matter of... Uh, I think Golden was trying to acquire them. I don't know if I read that correctly. I could be wrong. But like... Who was trying to acquire them? Golden. I think Golden was, I think. Right. Like, so make this it, is what I'm saying. Like, it could just be a matter of eliminating home. competition by buying them out. Yeah. That could have happened. So... Absolutely. I mean... Uh, uh we got we can't we can't forget many many moons ago beckett was that up-and-coming company they were in the position of sgc they're in the position of tag coming into the market uh we can't forget the initial chatter there was no social media to do it on there was no twitter to do it on but there was chatter does it make sense that a price guide such a prominent price guide is now a greater is that a conflict of interest like how's that going to work those are the conversations back in the day. And, uh, oh, are they going to take out PSA? PSA has carved such a, 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 a solid part of the hobby. And they're, they are, the, they are the, the accepted grading company. It's all in a cycle. We're just back you know, to another cycle where we're getting closer to larger conglomerates and monopolizing. But it's all very similar. Conversations are similar, but we have social media. We have, of course, the cardboard coaches. And that being said, Brendan, maybe that's maybe that's my time to quickly slide in here. Yeah. Regarding eBay, we've we've kind of touched on the concept that eventually Fanatics will have some sort of sales platform. It may end up being post-war card collector. Is that what PWCC stands for? Post-war card collector. Is it? Post-war card collecting. I'm not making it up, man. I'm not like pulling this out of my. Really? It's, I, got, uh, I, gotta check, like, I gotta check it out. Um, no, no, I'll do it. Keep going. But remember, we had three episodes where we were trying to figure out what SGC stood for, which is, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, a yeah. sports car guaranteed corporation. I know, I know. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm right, but regardless of, of what it stands for, um, we're talking about sales platforms. So we're talking about the company that decided to extricate PWCC, yet they have no problem with Rick Provstein. <laughs> Just like card porn, they seem to have no problem with him. He's a really good guy. <laughs> you just yeah. go ahead on to eBay right now and check out their profile and their feedback and have a little have a little gander and then maybe talk to me after that. But um, uh, eBay is what it is, and we have to deal with eBay on some level. If you are in the hobby, if you want to make some sales, you probably have to deal with eBay on some level. You know that the fees are astronomical absolutely astronomical getting back to the concept that patrick ryan touched on why we can't look at our cards and our card collections in the same way as something like a, an asset or a, or a stock is because of the unfavorable fees involved in making a sale and trying to get something back out of it they're astronomical it's like 18 percent and ebay represents uh the the uh the absolute uh pinnacle and by the way, Coach Co, it's pre-war card collector auctions. Wow. That's what PWCC stands for. I feel like I'm like revolutionized. Should I make a reel and post that Maybe. on Instagram? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I hope you make a reel out of this. Anyway, um, you know, I've been on eBay a long time, obviously. I want to throw this out there. Like, let's appreciate the people that are still plugging away on eBay the, the 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 top rated sellers with good feedback that aren't doing a prop steam because if you, you it looks like prop steam's a highly rated seller they're not click it click click the feedback click well, the you, you, it's just so hard to give bad feedback on eBay <laughs> it, no they they got they have plenty of bad feedback no no and I understand that, that but that's like, the point that's yeah. the point 
Yeah. I'm, I'm able to, you know, conduct business yeah. and somehow yes. avoid all the drama. Yes. But all I'm saying is this, please like recognize that, you know, we have this, we have this inclination to, to expect the worst because we see the worst. We see it posted on Instagram message boards, the conversation, sometimes the conversations we have. So you come into it with your back against the wall. You think everyone's like looking to rip you off or not give you a fair deal. People on eBay are doing their best given the fees, given the fact that, that everything up to including the taxes are, are hit with a fee. So you gotta like relax a little bit with the whole nickel and diming in some cases or getting aggressive about shipping everything is put out front in an auction right so like you have the freedom of choice to decide do i like the seller do i like the description do i like the fees uh, it's not the fees but the um do i do i like what the agreement is in the auction so do i like what the seller's putting out with the cost of the shipping how he's going to ship um ask questions utilize the messages so if you do like the seller if you do like the description if you do like the terms, that's the word I was trying to get to, Coach Go, then go for it. And if you have any issues with it, don't be that guy who starts making offers or trying to or trying to like, like the worst is like, can you give me a deal on shipping? No. Shipping is shipping. It's you don't want to pay shipping, like head to your local card store. There's a lot yeah. of options, right? Yeah. But the things that I'm experiencing lately, like, again, 99% of the time, I've said this before, like, my buyers pay, um, everything runs smoothly. It's just some of these messages I get sometimes. Now, I think because it's easier to message now, it's like people are texting one yeah, another. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And I'm just getting these ridiculous, you know, nickel and diming is not going to work in, a, in, a, in an arena where the fees are so high. You might, you might not think it's a big deal to offer 42 instead of the 45 that I gave you an opportunity to take. I'm never going to deal with you again if that's the way you want to play it. I can't do that anymore on that platform. I'm not speaking to you from across the table or in a store or something like that. And these requests about shipping are just absolutely ridiculous. Things need to be shipped securely. I would never accept, accept someone's like questioning on a, on a high value item to try to ship it a different way than what I'm saying. And a lot of times the shipping's free anyway, I'll throw it in on a high dollar auction. So maybe love your eBay seller a little bit more. Um, when you find good ones, stick with them, bookmark them. That's a super smart thing to do. Um, build relationships. Same thing goes in person, build relationships before you start asking for favors. Um, build the relationships, find the people you trust, stick with them all i gotta say on that issue coach Co. it's not really a hot take it's just a reminder for all of us right and i think um, we all I think yeah we like all need... it's not changing anytime soon and it's not getting a competitor anytime soon ish so let's deal with what we have i mean it sounds like a lot of things aren't changing anytime soon so it's it's best to just kind of do what we can with what we've got access to and whatever information we have access to and our past experiences is all, really all we can lean on. And uh, I guess just try to be cautiously optimistic like we normally say, right? So, team, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Cardboard Coaches. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share this with your friend. If you found a clip, let us know. Maybe we'll make a clip out of it and thank you for it. Team, have a wonderful rest of the day. The Cardboard Coaches are out of here. Peace. <laughs>